Hello, everyone, and welcome to the It Just Works podcast. I am your host, Ryan, and it's been quite a long time. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoyed the Christmas episode. Uh, that was a lot of fun to make. Unfortunately, the first two episodes were better than we made, but because of technical issues, I had to do it real quick on my own. Uh, I appreciate all of you still listening to the show. I've noticed that we're still getting good numbers, even without a release. So uh, you might hear my phone in the background, house phone in the background, sorry. Um, seriously, thank you guys so much for just listening to the show, even without a brand new episode. You know, we've hit 46 episodes now, so there's definitely a good catalog to go through. Definitely in terms of performance, <laughs> uh, we've had our ups and downs, but, um, you know, there's definitely something to listen there, listen to there. And then I was going to do a review for Wonder Woman 84. Um, I, I don't know. The movie I thought looked really cool, looked, looked different, and it's definitely different, but I would say all in the wrong ways, and I just think the movie is just a joke. There's my review of <laughs> Wonder Woman 84. Um, if you enjoyed the movie, definitely hit me up on Instagram at ItJustWorksPod or email us at ItJustWorksPod. Uh, once again, that is ItJustWorksPod at gmail.com. Uh, let us know how you feel about the show. Uh, maybe you liked Wonder Woman 84. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, if you have any Instagram poll ideas and you want to hear or you want us to put them up for you so you can see the results, I'd love to do that. If you want to be on the show, if you have any ideas, critiques, uh, just hit us up. So once again, that is ItJustWorksPod at gmail.com. It is ItJustWorksPod at gmail.com. And we are going to start, well, first of all, Happy New Year. <laughs> I just realized I'm recording this on December 31st, but this will be released at midnight for New Year's. So Happy New Year to all of you out there. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you're all safe and healthy. I hope you were able to see your loved ones this holiday season. And I hope you're all just like me and ready to move on to a new year. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in the new year and just a lot of things to be hopeful for. So I'm really looking forward to it. So I put on Instagram, this year has been quite a shakeup for almost all of us. My question for everyone is, have you learned something about yourself that you wanted to change or, um, or were happy about? Also, do you have any plans for next year? So on my personal Instagram, <laughs> my sister-in-law put surviving and living seriously, uh, just trying to be safe for yourself and everyone around you. Uh, the virus is so unpredictable. Some people can handle it perfectly fine or nothing happens to them at all. Uh, some people, their bodies shut down. So uh, it's very, uh, something to be taken serious. Um, my girlfriend, uh, thank you, Darian. Um, she put to spend it with you. Uh, seriously, I couldn't be happier to spend any time with her. Uh, I love you. And then someone else put, learn to appreciate what I have. Seriously. Uh, we definitely... I've had a lot of time to appreciate the little things in life, things we may have taken for granted uh, without meaning to, but you definitely, there's there's definitely a lot to be uh, grateful for. And I think a lot of people are in the same boat with that one. I know I sure am. <laughs> this, uh, no question about that. So back on the It Just Works pod page, we've got a couple different answers on there as well. So I'll go ahead and go over those. If my stupid app load. I swear I hate Instagram sometimes. <sighs> so uh, my cousin put get out of the fucking pandemic. <laughs> Seriously. I went to the mall. Um, I went to the mall a couple days ago just to look for some clothes. And I actually, I, re I realized I haven't been inside a store to do shopping in like a couple years because I've done so much online shopping. 
And it was pretty freaking depressing to be in a store. Uh, the mall was depressing. You know, you got lines of people, you know, just waiting outside to get into a store. And it's it sad. And then, you know, early in the year, I've seen kids, um, you know, playing outside with, uh, you know, mask on. And it's just kind of heartbreaking to see, but it's just the current state of the world. Uh, Priscilla put, I learned to not bring work home. And hopefully next year, I'll start on my master's. Uh, seriously, congrats to you. Priscilla, with your schooling and your job. Seriously, it's awesome. I hope you and your family had a great Christmas. And uh, yeah, so learning not to bring work home. You know, uh, my first couple jobs, you know, out of high school, I had a really hard time with that. Like I would go home angry, um, very, very mad. Yeah, I would definitely bring work home. And that's just not healthy. It's not good. Um, So now I basically like the second I clock out, like that's it. Like, I almost, like, just completely write off work. And not in a bad way. I just, like, I'm done. My shift is over. It's time to move on. So uh, I'm right there with you on that. <laughs> it's always good to uh, try and maintain that. Uh, you know, sometimes it slips through and, you know, sometimes it gets brought home. But it is what it is. None of us are perfect, and that's life. So for me, I I learned a lot about myself this year. I learned that there's a lot I want to work on. I still need to work on with myself. Uh, I realized that. I wanted to make a podcast uh, more than ever, and I needed to do it. And so now here we are. I'm sitting here talking about that, and I'm very grateful for it. Very grateful for all of you listening to the show and just, um, you know, being a part of it. You know, the Instagram polls are really, really fun to do. I think those are a big hit. Um, a lot of people are getting involved that normally don't, and I think that's been pretty incredible. Uh, I joined a gaming community called outcast reborn um those guys all of them the ladies and gents uh they're all incredible people uh seriously it's some of the best fun i've ever had on halo uh brings back the good memories of my friends from high school or my family uh just really really good times so uh, i would say uh pretty grateful for that um sorry i got a little bit of a congestion in my nose i'm kind of mouth breathing so i apologize <laughs> um yeah, I would say, you know, what I'm just, I have a lot to change with myself and, you know, I've been working on being more positive for most of the year, you know, and it's worked for the most part. You still have your ups and downs. And, um, yeah, I am extremely excited for 2021 and I think it's going to be an insane year, especially for video games, especially, I think I said, especially, I know Eric, the casual gamer is going to give me crap for that. Um, so yeah. That is our Instagram uh, questionnaire, really. Uh, thank you for everyone who participated. I really appreciate it. And I got some polls coming up next week. So I think that will be really fun. So we're going to move on to the top five games I played this year. Um, these could be reoccurring games or uh, games that came out this year. But these are my personal top five. And uh, some of it probably won't come to any surprise, but... My most played games this year are uh, Halo MCC, number one. Uh, number two will be Apex Legends. Uh, number three, believe it or not, is actually Pokemon Sword and Shield. So it came out last year. I played the heck out of it, but the expansions also came out this year, both of them. Uh, Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra. I did a review for, I believe, both of those. I know Isle of Armor, I did like a full-on review. Pretty sure Crown Tundra I did too. Um, yeah, so I did that. 
that was that was a lot of fun. Um, uh, I would say probably I think I have like 140 hours or 150 hours on Pokemon Sword and Shield. Um, the expansions were really fun to play. I got to hand it to them. Is it still enough content? No, but I think they only charged, if I'm correct, $25 for both, which isn't that bad. They added an extra, I think, 150 or two, almost 200 Pokemon to the Pokedex. So uh, I'm waiting for whatever comes next on uh, those games. I think uh, there's a lot to look forward to there. Um, I'm always excited to play more Pokemon, even though I think the games are getting stale and they really need to innovate them. Uh, it's still fun to play them. Uh, I would say number four is Fallout 76. <laughs> uh, so Fallout 76 is a dumpster fire that came out two years ago. It's had massive updates. Updates that made the game run better, but never really like gave the game more content until recently. Um, so we got the Wastelanders update, uh, the Steel Dawn update, which is the Brotherhood of Steel update. And then there's a couple of quality of life updates. And Fallout 76 is practically a Fallout 76 game. Uh, it's probably 20% away from being a full-on, like, you know, AI everywhere. So many mini quests to do. Uh, the game's insane. I, I truly love it. And um, so I would say, you know, Fallout 76 is in the perfect state it needs to be in. I can't wait to see what improvements they still continue to make for it. I'm really glad Bethesda never gave up on this game because in its current state, it's really, really fun to play. Like, seriously, it's so much fun. I can't recommend it enough. So I played that a lot. And then Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I'm replaying it again. However, it runs really well. Really terrible on my Series S and monitor. I don't know why. <laughs> like, the graphics look really bad. So I think it needs an optimization update. Um... But I played that a lot. And, yeah, so um, those would be my top five games and most played games. And I would say the game of the year, personally for me, is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. It came out pretty late last year, but I played it a lot this year. And I truly think that game deserves all the recognition it could possibly get. It's been, it's been uh, kind of incredible, to be honest with you. Um, sorry, I had some breathing issues over here. <laughs> um... And then I put, so we're going to move on to uh, the most anticipated games uh, for next year. Personally, for me, uh, Halo Infinite is at the top. That's uh, probably no surprise to any of you listening to the show by now. Um, it's just, I'm still really sad it didn't come out this year. I seriously don't think the game was in that bad of shape to not come out, you know, based off the fan feedback. Um, it's a... It's a little heartbreaking because <laughs> I was looking so I was looking forward to it so much I really was and I was pretty excited from what we got at the E3 demo. Obviously, it needed a lot of touching up, not a lot, but it well maybe a lot I don't know, but it, it didn't look as bad as people tried to make it out to be. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, so yeah, that comes out next year, November fifteenth, twenty twenty one. That is the exact twenty year anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved. So I am really really looking forward to that game. There's so much. I mean, we're going to be talking about it all year long. So I will leave it at that. Uh, coming in March, but it has a demo coming out in January, is Monster Hunter Rise for the Nintendo Switch. This is the, not sequel or anything, but it's the next entry after Monster Hunter World. And I believe this game looks insane already. It's got voice acting. 
It's got dogs in it as companions. Um, the armors look great. The new monsters look good. I, I, I just, I seriously cannot wait for this game. Uh, I'm just blown away by it so far. All, and they've shown so much. And this is this Capcom team that works on the Monster Hunter games is probably one of the deve- the best development teams in the world. No one does it like them. They show you everything you want to see before a game comes out. It's they're very consistent, and it honestly, I wish everyone in the industry kind of took a page from their book because or took notes seriously because these people are on top of it every time every release uh, i just i'm so blown away so so monster hunter rise is my second most anticipated game of the year i'm i cannot wait to play that demo over and over again until the game comes out <laughs> i just can't wait so uh expect a preview episode uh for monster hunter rise the, the demo i believe it comes out january 26th or something like that it's it's i know the game comes out march 26th i think but it comes out later in January, so expect a preview, uh, review for that, or preview of that. Um, number three for me is uh, Forza Motorsport. I believe they're doing a soft reboot of the franchise or doing a massive open world. I don't know what they're doing, but I want it. I'm excited for new Forza. As always, everyone should be excited for more Forza, so that will be pretty cool. Uh, next is a Crossing My Fingers Pokemon release. So there's a couple things going on this year. Uh, February marks the 25th anniversary of the Pokemon franchise. And that is insane. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, there's probably going to be something going out or something coming out. Um, pretty sure we're getting a Diamond and Pearl remake. There's a lot of rumors suggesting that we will be getting... Um, uh, what was it? Sorry. Oh, a collection of games. So I, I believe we're going to get a collection of games to the Switch from the originals to the, you know, Sun and Moon. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, so Diamond and Pearl remakes and then a re-release of classic titles for the Switch. Uh, that is my prediction for uh, Pokemon. I know Detective Pikachu 2. Uh, the game is supposed to come out. Um, so we'll see what happens there. There's probably other Pokemon releases that they haven't announced yet. And then... Uh, number five is, um, uh, Breath of the Wild 2. I want that game so bad. I'm hoping we get a development update and potentially a release date. And then it's also the 35th or 30th anniversary of Zelda, (laughs) the Legend of Zelda as a franchise next, uh, year as well. So I'm also really, really you know, hoping for a re-release of the 3D Zelda games and obviously the classic ones on the Switch. I would love to play Twilight Princess on my Switch, and I've never played Skyward Sword, so I'd like to give that a shot after that. And uh, those are my favorite or my most anticipated releases next year or announcements or just development updates. Um, pretty predictable. <laughs> I, I just really love the game. Well, those are my favorite franchises, so I'm definitely excited to see them continue and move on and innovate. To do new things. Uh, next, I want to talk about uh, Project X Cloud. Uh, we are getting that in spring for iOS and Mac, and I think computers or something. There's something about that. I don't know, but it's coming out for iOS in spring. It will be a web-based app. Um, 
pretty easy use, but Project X Cloud will be coming to iPhone still, so I'm really looking forward to that. I've used Remote Play on my console, which is the Wi-Fi version of xCloud pretty much. And it uh, it runs really well. Um, I'd say it runs really well, and I'm really looking forward to see what they do with that. Um, definitely a lot to look forward to there. So Project X Cloud, look forward to that next year. If you have Game Pass, you can play it on your phone. If you have an Android device now, you can already play a Project X Cloud, so go check that out. And I wanted to talk about the new uh, consoles, PS5, Xbox Series S, and Series X, on their success. They've done just a really good job this year. Um, they're selling out constantly. Uh, now we're at the point where uh, Walmart's literally fighting back millions of scalpers and their bots. So <laughs> hats off to Walmart. Um, so hopefully people can get uh, their hands on the brand new console soon. Um, I love my Series S to death. I seriously could not be happier with this console. <laughs> and as you guys saw recently on Instagram, I turned it in using the dev kit mode, a emulation device. So I was playing Mario Kart 64 on my uh, Xbox, which I could do right now. Like it's literally that easy to do. Um, if you're not familiar with emulation, I recommend watching a few YouTube videos. If you have a new console and you want to try it out, um, just keep in mind that there's a $20 buy-in to turn your console into a dev kit. Um, it's all official. It's through Microsoft. Um, yeah. So that was fun. <laughs> like, Talk about taking a trip down memory lane and then playing Mario Kart on my monitor. Just, oh man, it looks insane. The, the games look better. Uh, it's really cool. Um, but once again, you know, the next-gen consoles have been extremely successful so far. and They're trying really hard to make sure supply meets demand. And um, obviously, it's a little difficult with uh, scalpers. You know, they're uh, kind of, you know taken too many consoles for themselves and it's it's really unfortunate there's a lot of kids out there who just wanted the new consoles for christmas and literally because of covid and scalpers it's it's hard to get the consoles and it's, it's quite a shame really so hopefully everyone's able to get their consoles soon moving on uh potential nintendo switch pro is what i have in my notes so uh i'm pretty sure this year we're gonna get an announcement for a better nintendo switch at least i hope um I think a Nintendo Switch Pro or whatever they want to call it, XL, I think if it's a little bit bigger, um, it runs 2K 60 frames, like I think that would be outstanding for this console. I think there's a lot of work, you know, there's there's definitely a lot to be worked on there. Um, I just, I just, I, I want a better Switch so bad. <laughs> if I can have all my games on there run at a locked 60 frames and then 1440p, I would, I would seriously be happy. I, I, I really hope Nintendo announces a stronger Switch this year. You know, based on sales, they don't really need to, but I got to imagine that they will. Um, so we'll definitely uh, keep an eye out on that. And one second, I got to pause. So yeah, I think um, announcing a new Nintendo Switch would be incredible. It'd definitely be something I'm looking forward to. Uh, nothing is confirmed yet. I'm not saying it's confirmed. It's all just rumored, but... You know, knowing Nintendo with their 3DS lineup, they're going to announce a better Switch here soon. So we'll just wait and see what happens. So next I wanted to talk about <laughs> that cute little game where we murder somebody and then we may eject the wrong person and we all get the laugh. Or some people, you know, get sad because they got ejected. That is Among Us. So Among Us took 
the internet by storm. It took the gaming industry by storm. It is an amazing little game made by a few people. It's been out for like a year or two, I think, but it blew up this year thanks to COVID. Not thanks, but, you know, because of, you know, people with stay-at-home orders. Um, just what an outstanding game. <laughs> it won, I think, three or four awards uh, at the Game Awards. Um, these people are outstanding. It's coming to Xbox. It's on PC. It's on your phones. It came out recent or last week, I think. Last week or two weeks ago on the Switch. Um it's just such a fun game. I suck at it. <laughs> I always, uh, I think every time I've been the imposter, I got caught right away or like people just guessed my color and they got rid of me. So <laughs> I haven't had that much fun killing people, but I won't lie. The characters are cute. It's fun to watch them, you know, run around, do tasks and, you know, hopefully not get murdered. It's very, very cool. So, uh, shout out to among us. Uh, that game is <laughs> just, it's outstanding. Uh, what they did with it was really great. And, um, <laughs> So, uh, it's just, a, it's just a good game. Um, one of the biggest things that happened this year that I really want to talk about again is the Bethesda acquisition <laughs> from Microsoft. What? Wow. Um, till this day, it still blows me away that Microsoft will, I think, I think the deal becomes finalized this year, you know, in 2021. I don't believe it's entirely official official yet. Um, I don't know what that means, but I just have heard from a couple of news outlets that, you know, it's not like in terms of, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just not official. It's um, it still needs to be processed and finalized, basically. So we'll see what happens with that. But, you know, I cannot wait to see Elder Scrolls 6, Fallout 5, um, tons and tons of games come to Game Pass day one. Xbox has made Game Pass the best deal in gaming time and time again. And once again, here we are with Bethesda's titles coming to Game Pass, even current ones. Doom Eternal's on it right now. Skyrim just got added on it. There's never enough Skyrim. <laughs> so <laughs> I just want to bring that up real quick because it's one of my favorite news stories from this uh, this year. Um, just insane. Seriously. Congrats to Bethesda and Microsoft on that deal. Uh, next, we're going to be looking at uh, Cyberpunk. Oof, Cyberpunk 2077. The most anticipated game of the last decade. Wow. Well, how the mighty have fallen. Uh, fortunately, Cyberpunk is failing to perform appropriately on uh, the base consoles, you know, the Xbox One and then PlayStation 4, you know, the, the base versions of those two consoles. And it's just really a shame that the devs weren't given more time and delays to make it, you know, playable. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have seen the videos, but it basically looks like a, you know, a Nintendo 64 game. And um, it's just really, really bad. <laughs> but other than that, you know, on a higher note, uh, Cyberpunk or CD Projekt Red is dedicated to fixing the games uh, Sony and Microsoft are offering full refunds for the games, which isn't what you want, but at least everyone's working together to make the fans happy again. Uh, you know, The Witcher 3 didn't release this bad, but it also didn't release in a very good state itself. So I wasn't really surprised, to be honest. And I know CD Projekt Red is going to take care of it. So what I'm doing is I'm not playing it. <laughs> so I played, I think, for about two hours on my Series S, the game's running really well. It looks beautiful, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to wait until they add a bunch of updates, you know, a bunch of updates to it. 
and then I'll go back and play it. So uh, it's really sa really sad news for um, <laughs> CD Projekt Red, but you know what? They will come back on top. They're going to do good, and hopefully this is a lesson for the rest of the industry because something I wanted to talk about is maybe up-and-coming games shouldn't, you know, upcoming games shouldn't be um, released for the base consoles. I think we need to leave those behind. I think besides the, even the 1S potentially, but I think besides the 1X and PlayStation 4 Pro, like, you know, we need to focus on the next-gen consoles. And, uh, you know, a little bit of that is, you know, piggybacking on what, you know, Phil Spencer has said and some other companies where they're going to support the last-gen consoles for at least another year or two. And I think with some titles, you're going to be able to do that, but not every title. So, like, for instance, I'm worried that Halo Infinite is not going to run well on the base Xbox One. I just, I don't know. It's not as big as Cyberpunk, maybe, but uh, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. But I think they really need to come out up front and say, hey, you know, we changed our plans. Like, this isn't going to work. I think uh, that'd be really important and just smart. Just get ahead of it. You know, get the bad news out now and help people understand that we just cannot continue to use the resources to help a game run on a console it shouldn't even be running on. So that's my um, that's my piece with that. So now <laughs> we're gonna have some fun. I'm just kidding. It's been fun the whole time. I hope you guys have been enjoying the episode so far. But now we are closing out a decade, everyone. So I wanted to talk about my personal favorite games from the last generation of gaming last decade of gaming sorry <laughs> so at number one i'm conflicted and i'm kind of cheating here i know i am i put halo mcc because the success the success success story wow ryan can't say success uh the success story that mcc has had coming back and running really well uh, it's just mind-blowing but i also put halo reach because halo reach came out in 2010 and seriously, it's one of my favorite Halo games of all time. The campaign was great. The armor customization was great. The invasion game mode, outstanding. And I really wanted to kind of give a shout out to that game. And I put uh, in second place, Breath of the Wild. So I haven't done a episode on it yet, but Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild is one of the best games I've ever played. Like, hands down. It's my favorite Zelda, right next to Twilight Princess and Ocarina of Time. They just, it's just a mind-blowing game. If you haven't played it, please go back and play it. It's just, it's, it's really, really well done. And what they did with the Amiibos was great. You can get classic outfits. So, like, you can have the Twilight Princess outfit and literally play the entire game looking like Twilight Princess Link. Uh, you can upgrade the outfit. Uh, just talking about it right, with you right now <laughs> makes me want to go play it. But I currently, I, I just bought Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Uh, so I plan on playing that and then doing a review for it. So I need to work on that. But yeah, Breath of the Wild takes second place. And then third place, which is my personal favorite game uh, to be released on these uh, consoles that we just got done with. And we can still play it on the new gen. But uh, Monster Hunter World is my personal favorite game that came out in this last generation. And... Just as I said before, the development team at Capcom, at Capcom is just outstanding. They do such a good job. The updates were consistent. Content was consistent. Performance was always good. And they were always up front with what they were working on for the game. And they really delivered on a lot of fan 
um, wishes and requests. And I just seriously, if you haven't played Monster Hunter World yet, please, 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 please go play it. I promise you won't hate it. Uh, number four. Once again, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, made by Respawn. Uh, the whole team over there, uh, LucasArts, I'm sorry, Lucasfilm. Uh, the whole team over there just did a really good job. Uh, it's just a really fun game. Cal Kestis is a fun character to play as. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I'm on my second playthrough right now, playing with the Inquisitor outfit. I'm kind of role-playing a little bit, like I just now gave myself the green lightsaber from Red. And it's just, it's really cool. And yeah, so number five. My fifth favorite game to come out this last generation is no other than Pokemon Omega Ruby and Omega Sapphire. So, I'm a huge Pokemon fan. Uh, Fire Red and Leaf Green are my favorites, but the Omega Ruby and Sapphire remakes were outstanding. They brought Mega Evolutions. Uh, Hoenn is one of my favorite regions to explore. Uh, just seeing it with all new graphics was just ridiculous. Then they added the, uh, the Hoopa rings, so you can fly around in like a free roam mode to fly to some rings and capture old legendaries, so that was fun. Uh, the Battle Mason, which is whatever, it's from X and Y, it's just like a, basically a battle tower of sorts. It's okay. I'm not the biggest fan. Um, then they added the Delta episode, which is where you work with some girl to get, and Rayquaza, well to get Rayquaza and then take Rayquaza into space and fight Deoxys and then capture it. Um, I think that added another hour or two of gameplay. Um, just seriously, what an outstanding game. Uh, I recommend those games if you haven't played them yet. Uh, just outstanding. And then I have two uh, honorable mentions. Uh, Forza Horizon 3 with its, you know, the Warthog from Halo was in it. All the DLC was great with the Frozen, uh, the Blizzard Mountain. And then you had the Hot Wheels stuff, which was outstanding. Uh, I used to play with the tracks when I was a kid. You know, we'd build the tracks with my brothers and do, you know, race our cars. So doing that in a video game was really fun. Uh, Gears of War Ultimate Edition. Uh, wow, what a game. Uh, Gears of War came out in 2006. I've been a huge fan ever since its release. And then Gears of, War, Gears of War Ultimate Edition was a remaster of the campaign and multiplayer. And they just, wow. What a good job they did. Seriously, this game is incredible. Uh, I was playing it this week. It still looks pretty good. And... Uh, that campaign really stands the test of time. It's a good campaign, man. If you guys haven't played Gears of War Ultimate Edition, please go check it out. Um, so I'm going to talk about... Actually, I'm going to take a break real quick. One second. So moving on from that, we're going to talk about my experiences in the industry and E3. So I worked at GameStop for a few seasons and then worked there for a few months after that. Uh, working at GameStop was really fun. And I, I, the reason why I'm talking about it is because a lot of my experiences with games, you know, also happened at GameStop, whether we launched a Call of Duty at midnight, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 1 and 2, uh, seeing all the fans dress up and bring their lightsabers, like I have a picture of that. I look really stupid in it, but <laughs> um, there's just a lot of fun to be had at GameStop. All the people I met and worked with, uh, I had some of the best coworkers ever, some of the best management team you can hear. Um, my manager... Uh, one of my managers, she said the funniest quote I've ever heard for like Nintendo. And she said that they're the only company that wants to run itself out of business because some of the decisions they make, it's so backwards, it's stupid. And uh, until this day, I find that funny. And then I wanted to talk about 
Uh, because I worked at GameStop, I was able to go to E3 uh, through Microsoft. Uh, they called it the Expert Zone. So basically, I was able to go to the Xbox show floor, kind of like a um, over or a late night kind of show. And us, or me, and a ton of other people were able to get our hands on with all the upcoming games and get some, you know, grab bags and just have a really good time. And I just thought that was such a fun experience, and I'm really grateful for it. I went two or three times, or four, don't remember. Um, some of the best times got you know being able to talk to developers was really cool. Like I was able to talk about uh, to the team, um, uh, the team that made Halo Wars Two, Total Assembly, or I don't remember. Oh, Creative Assembly. Um, I was able to talk to them about Halo Wars 2 and just basically tell them how much I appreciate the work. I took a picture with that. I'll probably post that picture. I took a picture with the whole dev team, you know, that was there at E3 and they're from, uh, you know, the UK. Uh, I just expressed my gratitude for their hard work on Halo Wars. And then there was this dude, I forget his name. I hope he still works at Playground Games, but I always bugged him because I got to see Forza 2, Forza Horizon 2, and then 3 uh, come out. But I, I bugged him at Horizon 2. At E3, I was like, oh, you know, you guys should really add the Halo Warthog. He's like, uh, you never know. <laughs> and then I saw him the year after at the next, or the year or two after the next E3 where they showed Horizon 3. And I believe that week they also revealed the Warthog will be in it, which was part of the E3 showcase. And I saw him again and, he's like, and I said, hey, you guys did it. You guys put the Warthog in the game. And we laughed. And he's like, yeah. You know, it's funny. He's like, I thought about you when we, when we uh, announced it. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's nice of you, man, because... Uh, that Warthog is really, really fun to just play around with in uh, Horizon 3 and 4. Uh, just some really amazing people that go to the E3 events, some really nice people. And the, de the devs are always really cool to talk to, very, very sweet human beings. So I just wanted to talk about that. And we have uh, a new segment I plan on doing every year. So um, through trueachievements.com, you can... Uh, sign up and log in with your Xbox Live account, and they give you your stats for the last decade. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> so we're going to talk about them real quick. Um, there's a lot to talk about. So I've played 165 games in the last decade. I've earned 2,815 achievements, and I've earned 48,145 gamer score. Um, the value of games on my account, and it says in asterisks, the price of games at release is $7,408. Ugh. <laughs> so that means I can sell my account for $8,000? Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, rare achievements, I have 882, and my true score is 89,509. So, uh, platform breakdown for the last decade is 63% Xbox One. Uh, 36% for Xbox 360 and 0.6% for Windows. So the be so it shows completions. The fastest completed game I've ever done is uh, Forza Horizon 2 presents Fast and Furious. Uh, it, I think it was like a $10 uh, expansion game, but it only took me uh, 185 minutes to complete. <laughs> so I did it in one session. I got it done. And the average completion for that game is 46 days. So you can say I'm one of the fastest in the world. Uh, the slowest completion I have is Halo Reach. Uh, it took me 362 days, so it almost took me a whole year. And the average completion is 491 days. 
And I can't be right. I'm a little confused, but my rarest completion is Mortal Kombat 11. I have all the achievements. And my time is 57 days, but it says completed by 2,303 days. So I don't understand what that means. But in the last decade, I have four 100% games, and my completion is 24.70% on games. So that's not too good. My top played genres, so I have 31% shooters, 21% open world, 13% role-playing, 6% automobile, uh, racing is 6%, stealth 6%, fighting is 4%, action horror 3.5%, dungeon crawler 3.5%, hack and slash uh, 3.1%. So fighting I feel like should be a lot higher than it is. Me and my friend Will, shout out to Will, we play our fighting games like crazy, so... Uh, the rarest achievements are Seriously in Gears of War. I believe that is 10,000 kills in Versus. Unlocked by 1.68%. I unlocked it uh, July 3rd, 2016. Uh, Domination in uh, Halo, the Master Chief Collection, 1.76%. I don't remember what that achievement's for. I got it December 15th, 2019. And Nowhere to Go But Up, I got 1.85%. And that was second... Uh, January 2nd, 2nd, 2019. So that was almost the year anniversary, too, for uh, Monster Hunter. So my most played series, which is really cool that they did this. Um, uh, Halo, seven of nine games played on the series. Uh, 655 achievements earned this decade for 9,325 gamer score. My true gamer score for it could have been uh, 20,540. I'm really confused by that, but, uh, Halo 3 and Halo 3 ODST, I have all the achievements for those games, but that was completed, um, before 2010, so I think that's where I get confused. Uh, Gears of War is at number two with five out of six games played, 193 achievements, 3,730 gamer score, and my true gamer score was 10,241. Uh, Forza Horizon, four of five games played, 126 achievements and 2,545 gamer score for a true score of 3,899. Very, very cool stuff. So, yeah. And my best year was 2019 where I earned 380 achievements, 6,800 gamer score, and my true score is 13,000. So, and it looks like every year for the last decade, the holiday season is where I've played most games. Very interesting. And that is it. So that are that is my stats for the last decade, and I believe there's a lot to look forward to, everyone. I appreciate you listening to the Itches Worse podcast. Uh, share it around with your friends, your family, coworkers, people you don't like, people on the street. Just yell it at them. Tell them to listen to the show. <laughs> and I wish all of you a happy new year. I'm excited to do more episodes in the new year and do more stuff with the podcast. I can't wait for you guys to be a part of it. And we will talk to you guys real soon. So... Happy New Year. I'll talk to you. Bye. Or later. Wait. Hold on. I screwed that up. (laughs) I will talk to you guys later. (laughs) I'm going to leave this. I'm not cutting that. I'm going to torture myself and leave that ending. But you guys have a wonderful night. Be safe and Happy New Year to you.